Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And I'm joined today by the amazing Emily Golden as our guest co-host, joining us from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I, of course, am in America's finest city, San Diego, California. Emily, <laughs> did you learn something from our last guest? I, I sure did. Um, so much opportunity for um, particularly working with my children um, in, in philanthropic efforts. So lots to take back to the family. Nice. And what a great place to start with our family and our kids. Um, That Emily Golden, you can find out more about her and the work that she does, both in leadership development and in working uh, with HR departments and organizational clients by going to golden-resources.com. Don't spell hyphen. It's an actual hyphen, (laughs) golden-resources.com. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. And our next guest is uh, literally going to give us a crash course in positivity or had one himself. Uh, he's the author of the book, Head First, A Crash Course in Positivity. And I don't think I want to uh, say much more about him because we'll learn all about him and uh, a rubber chicken <laughs> when he joins us. Uh, please welcome mm-hmm. to the microphone Steve Lawton. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you, Chris? Great uh, to be here with you today. Thanks for being had, as we like to say. Steve, uh, look around. Where do you think you are today? Where do I think I am? Mm-hmm. In the world, um, physically. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. Ah, beautiful <laughs> I'm place. I'm standing in my office. Nice. In my, in my home office. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, Austin, Texas. Wow, great food, uh, good, good yeah. politics, good people, good music. You got it all. It's a great place. We've lived here 22 years, and I, I love every minute of it. Don't oh. ever want to leave. Maybe to San Diego. I don't know. I you don't know, know that I could afford I've, San Diego. I'd love for you and everybody else to move here, but we're closed. So uh, just stay where you are. <laughs> Austin is, too. Yeah. Oh, it should be. What a coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. But Cherry Hill's still open, right, Emily? Um, um, we're accepting applications. <laughs> we're, not, we're not exactly open for offers, but we're accepting applications. All right. Um, well, let's start talking about positivity. Emily, I want to give you the opportunity for the first crack here. What do you want to know about positivity? What has this guy, Steve, got to share with us? Wow, Steve, first of all, um, your story is super inspirational. Um, what has led you to um, on this path around educating people and organizations on positivity? Yeah, so um, it's a... Uh it's, it's been a hell of a journey for me. So the story um, um, is an amazing story. Um, and really, kind of what, what led me here to be sharing it is something that happened. It was literally a year to the day after the accident that I had that the story is all about. Um, and when I had, um, uh, I celebrate that day, it's March 9th, and I celebrate it like a birthday. I call it my alive day. Wow. And, uh, and the first alive day that we had, my wife and kids and um, our close family sitting around the table, we all had dinner together, just a nice dinner. My wife made a cake and wrote, life is good on it. And we all just sat around and said, yay, you're not dead. You're still here. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went to bed, uh, it was a wonderful evening. And when I went to bed, going to bed that night, I was changing and um, I believe God spoke to me. Um, and what I heard was, Steve, you lived a bonus year. What'd you do with it? 
and I, I froze. And it's like trying to trying to think up something good and like 15, 20 seconds racking my brain for something huge that I did. And all I could come up with was I healed. And I heard, okay, that was good. That was a lot of work and you did a great job with that. But you can't do that with your second bonus year. What are you going to do with your next bonus year? And again, kind of froze and like trying to come up with something good, like save the elephants or stop climate change or something. And it's like, all I could come up with was, um, I'm going to tell my story. And um, I heard, okay, that was good. Um, that'll be good. And it was gone. And that was when this, this journey of sharing this story really began. And it's um, been a little over two years now. And it's been just this amazing journey. I shared it for the first time uh, at work. And it it was um, a story about um, not just about a skiing accident, but about how my attitude literally saved my life, how important our attitudes are in everything that we do, and then practical advice and things that you can do to improve your attitude and get those better outcomes in your life. And so that's what led me um, to write the book and to you here today. Well, let's talk about the accident, because I think that um, although obviously Emily and I know about your story, why don't you share with people what what happened? You're just sort of walking along the street one day, or what happened? Yeah, so um, I was on a spring break trip um, with, the, with the family. Yeah, we were in Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, I've skied my whole life, and a ski family goes on uh, ski trips usually about once a year. Um, and we were on a spring break trip. Um, Breckenridge, Colorado is day two of the uh, trip, and my brother-in-law and I were skiing. Uh, we got up when the lifts opened, and we beat our, our wives out onto the slopes to go. We were going to go ski some um, black um, bump runs. And on the first run of the day, which happened to be a groomed black run, was supposed to be a warm-up run. I came out of both skis in the center of the run, slid down the run, and the run was so steep. My brother-in-law said I accelerated, um, and at the bottom of the run, the run turned. And I went straight and went headfirst uh, into a tree and hit the tree. Ski tracks app on my phone, GPS on my phone was recording the, the whole, recorded the whole thing and said wow. I was going 45 miles an hour Holy when I hit the tree. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing a helmet. And so it's not like my main message, but if you're a skier or know anybody that skis, like just listening to this, a requirement is you have to wear a helmet. Yes. Like I promise I would not be talking to you today if I wasn't wearing that helmet. A big hole in the back of it. Wow. So um, the, the, like that was the start of it. So just the injuries I had, just real quick, um, just 45 miles an hour into a tree, you can you can guess that there was a lot of injuries. But I had a severe head injury, brain injury, bleeding between the skull and the brain, bleeding inside the brain, bled into my left eye, my left ear, damaged the nerve that controls where my eyes point, so my eyes weren't pointed in the same direction, collapsed both lungs, tore a blood vessel behind my sternum that bled into my heart cavity so my heart couldn't beat properly uh, and I broke 11 bones. I broke my sternum in several places, three ribs, my left arm, and I broke six vertebrae. I broke my neck in two places and my back in four places. For most people, that's, uh, that's you're all done right there. Yeah. Right. So it's extraordinary that you're talking with us. What, what was the... And I imagine you've told this story a bunch of times, and you know some of us get kind of wrapped up in the in the details of the amount of pain, the amount of healing there was to do. But I'm so interested 
in what your spiritual experience was. Do you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. hit something, like I think we all agree, human body not meant to hit anything at 45 miles an hour, right? Anything right. stationary at, a, at all. Right. So you're a mess. Was there some, you know, white light? Did you see, you know, angels? Did Buddha appear? Like did lotus flowers pop up? What, yeah. was, what was your spiritual experience or, or was there any? Was it just kind of a big owl? Yeah, so I I don't have um, I don't have any recollection of what ha- of any bright lights or I barely remember the accident. I, don't, I have like little snippets of the right after the accident, but I do not remember the accident. Don't remember the white lights um, or or anything about that moment. I did have some spiritual um, moments a few days later that I'd love to share with you, but um, at that time uh, I didn't have. Uh, there, there was there was nothing that happened. Um, my wife, the the thing I will tell you is my about that. Like my wife, um, when she got to the hospital, I was flown from Breckenridge to Denver to the hospital. Mm-hmm. My wife had to drive because there was no room in the car for her or in the helicopter for her. And when she got to the hospital, there was a miscommunication with the emergency room receptionist, and he said, "Have a seat in the waiting room, and the chaplain will be down to talk Uh-oh. to you." And she's sitting there thinking, oh, my God, why was the chaplain coming and talking to me? And all she could think of was that I, I hadn't made it. Mm-hmm. And um, for about 10 minutes, she's sitting there trying to hold herself together. And one of the things she um, uh, described, she told me about later, I thought was funny. And she said, man, if Steve's dead, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, I... I don't, like I said, I don't have any recollection of that happening. Um, but I can see myself standing at the pearly gates or making an argument for me. Send me back down. I've got more to do. I'm having a good time. I can beat this. Just give me a chance. Um, but that was, she knew that would be my attitude. Um, and it was from the moment that I woke up um, to the time I was completely recovered to today. It's just, it was all about, um, I'm going to recover 100%. There was no if. It was just when, and it was just I knew it was going to be uh, a lot of hard work. I knew it was going to uh, I was going to endure a lot of pain and a lot of misery, um, but I knew I could I could get through it and recover a hundred percent. Well, we're delighted that you did, and thank you for sharing your experience. Especially, like I think maybe I'm the only one, but I'm always interested in people's you know near death experiences and what they're. Mm-hmm what they go through now here you are on the other side is there is there actually your message is one of positivity is there actually some sort of research on this i mean does it make a difference whether you go through life grumpy uh or happy you know because each of us has who's been married knows that people (laughs) people go through our partners not us but our partners go through (laughs) phases of, of grumpiness and happiness is there actually any benefit to the happy positive Time? Yeah, there, there, there's actually a lot of science behind it. Once I got home from the hospital, I started, you know, with the brain injury, I started studying um, the brain really for the purpose of finding out, am I going to recover? Um, and what I learned, I learned two things about the brain during that um, process. First was uh, that a positive attitude plays a very important role, a huge role um, in healing. Um, and also what I learned was a huge role in and your attitudes play a huge role in everything that you do and the outcomes in everyday situations that you have. And there's a ton of science uh, behind it. 
there's um, a couple of uh, a couple studies that I talk about um, regularly. One was a study with Asian schoolgirls where they um, split them into a group and gave them a math test. And they told one group, they put them in a confident mindset by telling them um, that, hey, Asians typically do better on math tests than the general population. And they told the other group, girls typically do worse on math tests than boys. Wow. And that was the only difference in the test. And that set that one comment changed the confidence level and changed the results of the test, changed, changed the test scores. And another one, Dr. Amy Cuddy showed how your body posture affects your, your mindset. And then she put yeah. people through mock interviews and um, videotaped them and had people choose who would you hire. And people that watched the interviews said predominantly they would choose the people that before the interview stood or sat or stood in a positive posture and got that positive, walked into that interview with a positive mindset. Those are just two um, examples of some of the science behind how important our attitude is to, um, to everyday outcomes. And I think we all experience it. We know when we walk into a situation confident um, and positive uh, about the outcomes we're going to get, we're much more likely to get those outcomes. And there's a ton of science behind it. Go ahead, Emily. I can hear you breathing. Yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question about how to support people around us um, that are grumpy, um, to Christopher's point. But, like, let's say in an office setting, how do you deal yeah. with the, the office grump? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Great question. And a big part of the um, positivity um, is the, the environment that you're in. Because uh, we're all. Um, uh, reflections of the environment that we're in. We're all we're all affected by it, uh, and we can't. Often we can't control the environment you're in, and you know that um, we've all experienced that. It's very hard to be positive when you're surrounded um, by negativity, and on the on the flip side of that, it's very hard to be negative when you're surrounded by positivity. Nice point. And so, really, um, uh, you can't control the environment that you're in in many uh, cases, but you can influence it. And there's a few specific things that you can do to to what I call um, investing positivity in your network. It's one of the positivity principles in the book. And they're just practical things that you can do to um, affect the people in your network and make them more, more positive. And like one example of that is just giving someone a compliment. Could be the grump. Um, or it could be giving someone else a compliment in front of the grump. Because both of these works. It's better if you give the compliment to the grump because um, that's the, the biggest boost of positivity um, that you can give someone is by giving them a specific compliment um, and, and sharing along with that, um, you know, what they did, share what it meant to you or the results, like how it made you feel or the results of the outcome of, of what you saw them do. When you give someone a specific compliment and what it meant to you, um, it really boosts their positivity and their attitude. Side effects of that is also when you give someone else a confidence, it's also one of the most powerful things you can do to boost your own positivity. And everyone, if you do it in a public setting, everyone who witnesses that attitude, that, that compliment will also get a boost, not to the same extent as the giver and the receiver, but you'll, but you'll get a boost. Now, one of the one of the ways I did this um, uh, inside of uh, 
Dell, where I work, is um, I had opportunity to run uh, uh, staff meetings, and I would we changed our process. Well, we started a staff meeting with something positive, um, and the very first time we did it, it was super awkward. Um, but I had kind of primed some people. I'm going to go do this, and I primed them. Be ready to respond because I'm going to call on you. Um, but I said we put up uh, on the screen here are the cultural attributes that we want for our organization. Things like uh, innovation and leadership and um, collaboration. You know, there were 12 different words to describe the culture we want. And I said, tell me about someone else in this room that in the last week has experienced has um, shown one of these attributes. And we had the person I, I had prepped kind of started us off. So I saw saw Joey do this, and that was really innovative. And I really appreciate you doing that. That was that was fantastic. I never would have thought of that. You made a big difference for the for that project. And Joey's sitting there going, "Wow, that was good." And then two other people said something similar, and you could see the entire um, attitude of the entire room change. People all of a sudden kind of, okay, this is different. They started leaning forward. And throughout the rest of that meeting, um, we still talked about our problems and the issues. It's not like being positive is about ignoring the things that are wrong. It's about setting the mindset right before you attack those problems so that you're attacking the underlying um, problems and not you get people fully engaged and they're not being defensive. So by starting a, a meeting or an interaction with something positive like that can make a huge difference in the outcome of that interaction. And giving someone a compliment is a way to do it. Smiling at someone, um, doing something uh, fun together, something that you enjoy. Talk about the purpose of what it is that you're, you and that group are trying to accomplish um, and why that's important. Any of those things would help to boost positivity. Great. And mm. and there's a real reason for this. In other words, uh, positivity is contagious. Positivity produces more positive. I, I guess where I'm looking is if you ask an optimist, in my experience, if you ask an optimist you know, what their general attitude is, they'll say, oh, I'm an op- optimist or, oh, I'm a positive mm-hmm. person. But if you ask a pessimist, what will they say? What does everybody say who's a pessimist? Say it doesn't matter what I do, <laughs> right? Or or that I'm a realist, right? I'm yeah, just being right. realistic. Yeah, I'm just being realistic. That's I'm right. just being real. <laughs> so I'm envisioning people, you know, who uh, hear your message, who read your book, who are you know committed to making a difference in an environment, coming into a culture where there are quote unquote realists, right? And you know, just that exhaustion of trying to bring positivity in a negative environment. What Have you got some tools, some techniques, some tip for us? Do we just have to, like, go outside and breathe some air and come back in? Or <laughs> Yeah, I th- there, there's a couple of things going, going through my head. Like, the first one is, um, yeah, absolutely, you have to take, take, a, take a breath, take a break, take a rest. If, you're, if you are frustrated um, with the environment that you're in and you're trying, you just feel like you're bumping your head up against the wall, it may be time for, for a, a quick break or kind of set yourself away from the situation before regain your energy before you come back at it again um, is certainly one approach. The other thing that I would say is um, the per- persistence is the key with this. Uh, and it's, uh, it's you know, what I talk about uh, in the book and, and for these people like you know, that are positive or negative or optimists or pessimists or realists or whatever we want to call them. If we're being nice, we call them realists. Uh Um, But 
uh, one of the other things that I learned about the brain and about positivity, um, both within ourselves and within an organization, is like within our brains, um, we have we're all experiencing all the time this concept of neuroplasticity. And basically what it means uh, is that our brains are constantly rewiring in themselves based on our experiences and what we think. Speak for yourself. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but it's happened. There's, there's a ton of science behind this that has shown that the, the physical structure in the, our brain is changing um, every day because of what we do and what we think. The examples of it are um, the, they showed that London cab drivers have a bigger portion of their brain dedicated to spatial maps because wow. they use it all the time. Wow. Violin players have a bigger portion of their brain dedicated to their left hand that's on the neck of the violin versus the right hand because they're more intricate movements. My golf swing isn't any better because I don't spend any time on the range and get build those neuron connections to make my golf swing better. Positivity works the same way. They've done science that has shown that people that um, have done a gratitude journal um, write down three things that they're grateful for every day um, that happened to them in the past 24 hours. Um, they did a baseline MRI, um, and a, after seven days, they did another MRI of their brain, and they showed that the positivity circuits in their brain were physically different just from doing those exercises. And that difference was there to some degree even a month later. Um, so positivity circuits, you, you're not just as optimistic um, as you are or pessimistic as you are today. You can change it through neuroplasticity. All you have to do to change it is practice it. Beautiful, beautiful, clear message. The book is Head First, A Crash Course in Positivity, available wherever fine books are, are sold, but also on Steve's website. Go check it out. There's a lot of great information about positivity at Steve, S-T-E-V-E-H, Lawton, L-A-W-T-O-N. That's stevehlawton.com. Steve, is that the best uh, website, or is there another one that people should be checking out? No, that's it. All right. And if you if you if you want to like do something inside that website and kind of see where you're at, take the quiz inside of there. It's 16 quick questions um, to help you get your positivity baseline. We haven't had a chance to talk about Henrietta, but um, the giant rubber chicken that saved oh, right, my life. Right. I've hired her. <laughs> she she analyzes the answers to your questions, and she will provide you with the three positivity principles that are most impactful to you right now. And you and Henrietta will either be, depending on how you answered the questions, either be on a positivity mountaintop, on the positivity trail, or in a positivity wasteland. But nice. wherever you are, there's something for you to do. Yeah, and that positivity <laughs> wasteland you're probably calling realistic. So uh, <laughs> let's, get, uh, let's get a parting thought or a parting shot from you. You can include the story of Henrietta or not, whatever you like. But if you had something to say to 30,000 coaches today, what would you have us know? Yeah, that, that positivity is... Our attitudes are uh, enormously important in the outcomes that we get. Um, in your results and what you're going to get with your clients, what I would recommend, and of one of the, the things that I recommend people do to get started on this is before you have an important event um, in your life, whether that's a meeting with a client, a presentation, uh, a radio interview, whatever it is, take a moment, take that three minutes before that event to purposefully put yourself in a positive mindset. Could be by staying in that confident posture, could be by giving somebody a compliment, um, listening to music, getting some exercise, whatever it is that you do, put yourself in that positive mindset before that event 
and you're going to be more likely to 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 have a better outcome in that event. Beautiful. Steve, congratulations on your full recovery. Thank you so much for bringing this important message to us and everyone in the world. That is Steve Lawton. The book is Head First, A Crash Course in Positivity, and his website is Steve H. Lawton. That's S-T-E-V-E-H-L-A-W-T-O-N.com. Well, Emily, that's another edition of the coaching show uh, behind us, as we say. Uh, you are Emily Golden. Your website is golden-resources.com. How about you? A parting thought or a parting shot? We've got about 20 seconds for you to impart your wisdom to thousands of coaches. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity to co-host. And um, I'm just left with my mom has always said, attitude is everything. Pick a good one. And, man, Steve, your story really has me taking that in. So, to all of you, attitude is everything. All right, let's take our positive attitude and our new awareness about the importance of giving and go change some lives. Why not? That's another edition of the Coaching Show behind us. Thank you, my dear listener, for being with us. Thanks to Accomplishment Coaching, our sponsor, and our media partner, the International Coach Federation. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. 
Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.